May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Our citizenship is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. These are the words spoken by St. Paul this morning in our epistle lesson from Philippians chapter 3. And if you read from the King James Version or an older translation, then you might see it say, our conversation is in heaven. In Greek, the word is related to the word from which we get the English word politics. And its intent has to do with the commonwealth of citizens and from whence we get our rights and our responsibilities. Hence the change from the word conversation to the word citizenship in more modern translations because it reflects more of what we speak in modern day usage of the words. And the use of such imagery by St. Paul makes sense in that he is writing it to the Philippians. The city of Philippi was actually a Roman colony. And in the book of Acts in chapter 16, Paul and Silas are arrested in Philippi. And when he's brought before the authorities, they're beaten and they're thrown in jail. And Paul brings up his Roman citizenship to them, which forbid that he be arrested and punished without a trial. Appealing to this higher citizenship of Rome, if you will, he had certain rights and privileges. And it's with this backdrop as Paul writes to the Philippians later on from prison in Rome that he uses the same imagery. Our citizenship, says St. Paul, is in heaven. And so as to get to the point right away this morning, I will say that these words and this truth of St. Paul is both a comforting passage, but yet at the same time, a hard saying. By that I mean, there's an expression of, of God's grace that we receive lovingly, but there's also an exhortation of godly expectation. That is difficult to embrace. First, it is an expression of God's grace in that we're called citizens of heaven. This particular passage comes to us from Philippians. But you may also remember St. Paul saying in Ephesians, another epistle that Paul writes from prison, wherein he says these words in the first chapter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And again, he says in the second chapter, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You can see the same message between the two. We have been made to sit in the heavenly places. Our citizenship is in heaven. And note how St. Paul says this. He is certain to say that such a change in citizenship, such a, a change in one's position in life and in this world and in their relationship with God, is something accomplished not by our own doing, but by our birth into and our belonging to Jesus Christ. St. Paul says that it is the the blessing of God. It is the mercy of God. It is the grace of God that accomplishes this. 
And that's the great news. That's the comforting side of this passage. We have certain rights. We have certain privileges. We have certain blessings. We have certain gifts. We have certain hopes. We have certain rewards. All of which come from being a citizen of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But yet, having such a blessing and being the recipients of God's richness and mercy, it also means something to us beyond that of just receiving. While the words are most comforting, this statement is also, at the one and same time, tough. Because we are forced to remember, we are confronted with the reality that our citizenship is not tied to this earth. Our citizenship is tied to Christ and his kingdom. That is first and foremost for Christians. Earthly nations, they come and they go. And they have throughout history. But the kingdom of God stands forever. And we live first for that eternal kingdom. Our identity as a a citizen of heaven is above anything and all else. Our citizenship in God's kingdom lays a claim on us. In our gospel lesson, Jesus says the famous phrase, Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And I'm not going to go through that whole story today. You heard it read earlier. But Jesus ends that phrase, but render unto God the things that belong to God. And in referring to the image on the coin that was brought to him, he turns it around to say that we who bear the image and likeness of God are to render ourselves back to God. That's the tough part. Because being in relationship with God requires something of us. Being in a relationship with God is not to be perceived like it's an everlasting Christmas where we receive and we receive and we receive some more as though it's an endless supply of gifts from God that are all neatly wrapped up under a Christmas tree. The Christian life is not just to get, but it is also to give. It is to get life from Christ so that we can give our life to and for Christ. Or to say it another way, the Christian citizenship is one where receiving Christ leads to responsibility towards Christ. The Christian citizenship, the Christian life, is one where receiving Christ leads to responsibility towards Christ. Every day I say something to my children before school. And if you ask them, they'll tell you that I say something like this. Be awesomely awesome today, or be incredibly incredible, or fantastically fantastic, or exceptionally exceptional, or something along those lines. And Aiden told me a new one the other day. He said, be superbly superb. It's a little thing that we do. But it's a way for me to remind them of their calling to represent themselves and the gifts that they have but also to represent what our family stands for and most importantly to represent what God stands for, all in the way that they live and approach what they do during that day. And if I were to say what our heavenly citizenship means in the way that I do with my children, I might say something like this, be Christianly Christian. As a child of God, we represent God. As a person who bears that title Christian, that means we represent and show forth Christ. And friends, there's no way around that. 
You give of yourself as God has given you ability. You live your best as God has given you opportunity. You express yourself as one who has life in Christ. Christ has brought you into relationship with him. And he's made you a citizen of his kingdom. And with that comes the responsibility to live that way. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15, He, meaning Christ, died for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. It's a total surrender of your own will to the will of Christ. You worship. You pray, you praise, you give, you learn, you help, you lead, you share, you serve, you do whatever it is that you do, all in the name of Christ. For we are his witnesses, and we build up this kingdom for the coming again of our Savior, as St. Paul says. Beloved, today we happen to still be in what is called the octave or the, the eight days of the Feast of All Saints which we celebrated this past Thursday night on November 1st. That's why we sang our opening hymn today, For All the Saints. As a saint of God, you are holy. As the scriptures say, as God is holy. That's what the word saint means. It means holy. It means set apart. It means that you're in a different position and in a different place in life, living with a different purpose. You are in relationship with the Lord. And having been signed and sealed with the cross of Jesus in your baptism, it means that you live according to that relationship and that life. You step out every day and you carry with you the cross. You carry with you the banner of your heavenly citizenship. For our citizenship is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.